get me, baby? One, one more time. <laughs> Just one more time. Right here on the jaw. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm kidding. <laughs> Girl. Well, this is Nude and Rude. The podcast where you talk about everything and anything. I'm and, your creator, Tavagni. And this is Jem, Hoya, Jules, your mother, your daddy, your brother, your sister. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm the germ you just walked over on your way to the bathroom. <laughs> and I'm the poop you just flushed. Oh, God. And I'm the toilet bowl that just slid, you just slid out of. Empty way. Oh, Lord. Yes. Let me get my notes out. Notes. Anyways, so how are you? We can start with how we've been today. Since the weather is nice and the sun is shining bright. I've <laughs> uh, been good. Um, me and my boyfriend started a new bees. Uh, called Tiendita de Joyas and or just Joyas, sorry. But it is a La Tiendita, Tiendita. But it's just it, that's, a Tienda. It's, it's a store, it's but a you store. call it Tiendita because yeah. it's a cute little shop, right? Yes. And um, Joyas. We just had uh, with Common Hearts and um, uh, Coco Andre. They, you know, provided the space, and it was our first time. Which was a cute little chocolatier place. Yeah, and uh, it was. The event was, you know, Latinx uh, Pride, and so there's like a lot of Latinx uh, vendors. That's my loud ass. I'm sorry. <laughs> and um, it was cute. It was it was it was fun. Uh, he didn't get to go, um, but that's another story. And because uh, of his abuser, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, oh my god. Well, that his job. Oh yeah. Well, no. All jobs are abusers, though. Not all, but most. Not all, but also I feel like you also got to face the consequences if you fuck up. That was the I'm dilemma. all for that. Now we both know that I am the equilibrium. My Libra, <laughs> my Libra loves balance. Oh, did I fuck up? Punish me. Oh, did you fuck up? I will punish you. Mm-hmm. We punish each other, and that is how we stay great. Yeah, but, but punishment is actually meant in the form of accountability. Right, and that's something I've learned too, because like. You know, you grow up and you think that like... Wait, we grow up? Yeah. Fuck, we're on planet Earth, I forgot. Oh, yeah, we do. On Uranus, we don't grow. We're just little We're we just, just little born blobs. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> little I'm sparkling blobs. Sparkling blobs. But, um, yeah, you grow up like... You know, you see your parents like discipline or punish you in this way and you think that that's the okay Normal. way. You made me think of a question. Somebody asked me and they were like, hey, did this happen to you, blah, 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 when you were a kid? And I was like, yeah, of course. And they were like, see right there? They're like, that ain't normal. They're like, of course, they're saying like, when you say of course, that means that you assume that it was something everybody went through. Right. That multiple. But they're like, that experience was unique to you. Yeah. Like, and I was like, oh, wow. So like the things I got spanked over, everybody didn't get spanked over that, you know? So I, I didn't, re- you know, and that's something like I didn't realize. I'm like, oh, wow. So, I never got, well, I only got spanked twice. What? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> One time my mom said that I took a shit in the kitchen. <laughs> Oh, whoa! What were you mad at? And uh, I don't know. I think I don't know. And then the one time that I accidentally fell on my sister's toes, and like the chair was like wire based, and my I don't know I don't know what the fuck, but like instead of like my dad just being like, like I don't even know how to even process, but he got that leather belt girl and just started beating the fuck out of me. And from that point, I lost so much trust, and I was like. What the fuck? Like it was an I never accident. Thought about how spankings could deal with trust because I just we always got like spanked if like uh like you know grades were low or like if we like broke something or like if. Um, but then it's like that's so that's that's like weird because they're, they're saying like that it's not okay to fail or it's like. Like, we're not going to be great at every fucking subject. Well, like, you know, I, we, and again, in the black house. That's like you beating the... me the fuck up for not being good at Final Fantasy. Mm. <laughs> you know what you I mean? You don't get it yet, bitch. <laughs> Push the arrow button. <laughs> AOE. Uh, stand closer. Uh, <laughs> but, oh my God. I didn't think about it like that. I always thought, like, when I was, I'm just like, okay, that means I'm messing up. I got to try harder or I got to do better. But right. it's like. Yeah, looking back, I'm like, damn, I ain't need a whooping for all that. But <laughs> I guess they also say whooping is brought discipline. It's a weird thing. It is. That. It's really weird. Because like, some people say that that's abuse if you hit your kids. Like, spanking them like that is kind of abusive. They say it's like one or two hits is good, but do you need to, like, 
beat the fuck out of them. Yeah. I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird concept. Even with like, when you discipline your pets, like you kind of have to like. Child, I actually grew out of disciplining my pets. It, you, it's like, you can't discipline them like a human. Right. When you first get a pet, you're like, oh, let me smack your bottom. But they don't understand why you're hitting them. They're just like, what the fuck? But I think, (laughs) but I think they get programmed with like, okay, if you do this, this is what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. So. But that's why you should do not things that scare them, but just be like, this is a better option than that. You mm-hmm. want to do they because like with dogs like sometimes like or even just pets in general I can't speak for dogs yet I'm still researching that because I'm gonna get one, mm-hmm. but even for my cat specifically like their memory I think it says like they forget stuff after like two hours or something so like if your cat poops on the floor or something and you find out about it later like if you hit them later they don't understand why they're being hit right and they think you're just literally randomly coming out of nowhere and attacking them right so it's like it, it, yeah it's, it, i guess their brain is much more so based they don't on... have a human brain right. so they don't think oh shit i just pooped on the floor my owner's gonna be mad at me about that later so hopefully they don't see it <laughs> oh shit they're like so it's like that's why they say if you see it in the moment catch them just like show them like don't do that yeah if it's not in the moment and you try to find it hours later it's not gonna just work just rub it out of their face oh lord <laughs> Give them a little contour. <laughs> this is what you smell like. Do you like it? Because I don't. But no, Anyways. For, for you, I was like, so, so more about how you've been. Oh, I've been, I've been good. Just, just, I don't, well, except for yesterday, girl. You know, the usual work shit. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 But blah. we're going to get into that later about how that's the actually correlates into abuse and stuff. The fear of like, you know, feeling stuck. And, uh, and like, it's weird because in my 20s, I was more of a risker risk taker like fuck this job quit bye or get fired again i think that's probably because like just when we're young we have like this invincibility mindset of like nothing can harm me like you know so many high schoolers they say like they have this invincibility complex because they forget that they live in the real world yeah uh so it's like sometimes that carries over into our 20s especially when shit we're young and we're like you know what i'm young i'm hot and we always believe we have our whole lives set out ahead of yeah. us. So we just be like, you know, I'm young. I know. And it's like, it's weird. But like, the more you learn about life, the more you stop living it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I feel like because we got older, we started reading the news. We started finding out how much things actually cost. We realized, oh, shit, I can't get an apartment because I don't have anything in my name. And it's like, I feel like shame also plays a part in it because mm-hmm. then we're like, oh, I'm 28. I can't ask my friend to stay on their couch. What the f- Who am I? What the fuck? But it's like we probably should have never even picked up those thought processes. Yeah. We should have been like, you know what? I'm living my life. Can I stay on your couch? I don't give a fuck if I'm 29. You right. gotta, can I use a spirit? Like, I feel like we put ourselves and we're like, oh, society, we're 28 now. I got to act this way. Oh, bills coming through. I got to make sure I pay them. But yeah, okay, so what? I don't pay my bills. My credit's fucked. Okay, I, I'm not trying to <laughs> use my credit for anything. I don't so even do look I at really my cre- care if it's fucked? I don't yeah. even look at my credit anymore. I don't either. I'm like, whatever. I don't even think I want to get a house soon or anything. Girl, the way the life is set up, first of all, you would only be able to... You should have checked your credit score when you were first born, because ever since then, that's when it's been fucked up. Because the the way society is set up, you weren't prepared for it. They didn't make you... They didn't put you in a system where you could learn how to use your money wisely and mm-hmm. like teach financial literacy classes and things like that. Hence, that's why they're trying to update curriculums in schools, but hopefully Anyways, financial literacy... I've been overthinking like always, <laughs> but no, I've been good ish. Just I feel like I've been making some mistakes lately. Actually, moving too fast, I accidentally in Fire Emblem, I unfortunately lost a student, and I'm still very sad about it. But I was being hasty and decided to play after waking up and fell asleep halfway through the battle. Forgot he died and saved, and now I'm sad. Because I had to continue the playthrough without him because I was already six (laughs) hours deep and I ain't going back for him. Now, if it was Hilda, we could talk. Um, Not everybody can be in my world. (laughs) (laughs) But other than that, no. I mean, I've been helping my family out. You know, some drama with that, but whatever. But I'm glad everybody's okay. I'm proud of myself for Mm -hmm. finally saying no. And being like, you know what? I'm not the parent here. I'm just the eldest child of yours who has his own life. And I'm sorry <laughs> that I cannot come to someone else's aid at the moment. Right. And I actually felt it, it hurt to say no and know that other people. But I was like, but it felt better to be like, you know what? I said no, because I honestly would have been more upset if I went. I would have been way more useless had I gone. So I was actually happy that I said no and actually chose myself for once. And it actually made it easier to do that the yeah. next coming days. Other That's than that. Good. 
I'm just trying to take my gaming to the next level. I've been streaming more, trying to put in an hour or two a day, boost my stream, get my name out there, and just follow my passions of gaming. And aside from that, you know, dating world is still whatever. There's no progress made there. So we gonna move forward now. Can I say what ha happened? Call me familia? No. She's just, you know, taking care of herself. These days. Let's just say that. <laughs> Gotta stay away from these men that hurt you. <laughs> They'll take everything from you and then leave you with nothing. I just feel like people aren't honest and like, I don't know, you know, like. Uh, they're all a bunch of pussies. Don't date, don't, don't date, don't have sex if you're not willing to be honest about what you're looking for, what you want to do. Like, even when it comes to people like, like you were asking, like, uh, the open relationship thing with another person, like, is that person supposedly supposed to emotionally bond with another person, or is that literally like the specifics to the rules of each relationship? I don't know, cause I be confused. But you know, I'm just a sideline host, so what the fuck do I know? It's just I don't know, cause like I started, I didn't even okay. So I start before we get onto like our our probing topics. Mm -hmm. I started watching the new season of Elite, and I didn't know they were having a new one. And I was like, oh shit, that's First a fourth of all, season. First break down what Elite is, because I don't know what that it's is. It's basically a Spaniard, Spanish, like, show about these, like, like high school collegiate, excuse me, like, people. And they're just having their own drama, like, and it's all based on, like, hierarchy and class and, like, money and, like, rich and poor, etc. And, like, just blah. Mm -hmm. But, like... So real life. <laughs> I wish. But, uh, <laughs> uh, there's like this like scene where uh, there's this couple, there's this gay couple, this uh, gay guy couple, and they meet this one guy. But like, it's a lot. You, you have you have to see it because uh, I, I like I what's the five second breakdown? It's just like you said basically about... like the guy, the new guy that comes into the school this year or whatever or this season. Uh, he describes to. Uh, Omar, who is the one of the characters, and he describes to him like you know it's really hard for somebody to find their other half or their soulmate. It's like it, it's it's the, the probability of finding one is like a five thousand shit. Oh yeah, like I feel that. that. And you know he was describing to him like you know you just whenever you make love or or you have sex with this person you want to look at them in their eyes. And when you do, you want to get that little twinkle and you want to smile. And then the guy smiles. And he's taken, right? He has a boyfriend. And in that moment, I think he felt like he was starting to fall for this new guy. And it was just like, that's crazy. But it's like, you, you're, so you're pointing out because of the connection portion. Right. Like, and it's just like, but he was like, he, he opened the door of like, okay, sure. Like, let's have a threesome with this dude. Like, you know, him and his boyfriend and the new guy. Mm -hmm. But there was this like disconnect and like this like opening pandora's box and like wanting his you know omar was taking care of patrick when because he got he like overdosed on g, on g and like or ghb whatever it's called it's going far now okay. yeah like it's it's crazy because like it, he was trying to avoid somebody but then i guess like your heart knows what it wants right does it i don't know i'm just hanging out on my ear right now <laughs> <laughs> oh lord your ear your heart is hanging out of your ear let's get that back in there look how tiny it is it's a lot smaller than i thought no wonder you act the way you do you're not selfish you had a tiny heart anyways but yeah i it's just pretty good um i mean i i, I don't know it kind of gives me like a rundown of like how to handle like life situations. Speaking like, of running down and handling life situations, Britney Spears didn't get that opportunity. <sighs> Speaking of her conservatorship, she hasn't had the chance to live her own life and make her own decisions. Thirteen years, girl. Can you imagine? No. No. <laughs> well, yes. No. I can. I can't imagine because I. First of all, isn't this according to the man and the white man in America, Britney Spears should be the like the the totem of like epitome of happiness, right? Like if everything right? in this country is supposed to be like, oh, we're for the women. Oh, we're for this. We're for that abortion rights, blah, blah, blah. But then you got her, her over here at this fucking conservatorship. And like I said, I've been doing a little bit of research on it. Conservatorships do vary by state, yes. But most times conservatorships are always a last step in the process to help somebody. 
they're really meant to bridge. So, like, for instance, I had a friend. I could have been ultimately become a conservatorship over their finances or been like, mm-hmm. I am an advisor. Like, this person makes financial choices with me. Right. Otherwise, like, so it's like there were so many other avenues to take, but there, her dad, who's the one who ultimately wanted to start it and everything because of her mental breakdown and everything like that, but that's because she kind of, they said she had like postpartum depression after the babies were born and everything. Mm-hmm. So she was just kind of going through a thing. Her dad used that as an opportunity to basically like reel in on her and be like, oh, this is my daughter. I'm taking care of everything because she can't make choices by herself. She's being stupid. I'm her dad. I love her. What's you know, five? even like everything, the thing, all the drama with Kevin Federline and like how she was like dating him and all that. Yeah. So her dad basically took it. It was like, to, but it, we all know it was for the money. Oh, hell yeah. Girl. Because if he hell really yeah. wanted to help, like I said, he could have taken other avenues where it's like, instead of making choices for her, he helps her make the decisions together. And, and that's, that choice is uh, not available. Okay. And here's the problem. Sorry, I have fries in my mouth. Men, some men, not all men. I don't think they understand the when you have a baby you know you get postpartum right and then also like throughout the tabloid before social media came into play you know you had the tabloids and like whatever so and carrier pigeons yeah (laughs) that was the old ways of tweets oh my god so um I was looking at this like I think it was I think it was a documentary about you know the time that Britney Spears had uh, you know had her meltdown, and yeah there was talks about that she did coke and like you know she she shaved her head and apparently there's like this like thing that you know women who shave their heads it's like a sign of like they've 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 been abused either sexually or physically mm. and um, which kind of makes sense because I've gone through that you know whatever but. It's, cra- it's crazy because Lady Gaga has that song called Hair. Mm-hmm. So hair is something that's extremely freeing. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, it can also make you feel very trapped. Like, I know, for like for instance, in the Bible, they have Samson. Hmm. His power came from him having hair. Like, he has super strength, everything. And then when he was fooled by Delilah and got his hair cut, then... So it's like, that was how they dehumanized him, which is also why, like, dreadlocks in American culture is getting looked down upon because of religion, blah, blah, blah. So again... There's that, but back to what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, it was just like she just wanted to live her own life at that time. Like the, she still only wants to live. Her and own like, life. it took like, you know, the mental breakdown to like make people realize like she's human. But at the same time, they just labeled her as like this psycho. People crazy... assume because she was famous that she right. was happy. She, right. Oh, she's rich. She's a singer. She's white. She's blonde. She's got to be living the American dream. There, what problems could there be? Yeah. But then it makes you think about what she's so happy. How do you have cases like Anna Nicole Smith? Right. She oh, was okay. So at that time, her dad. That's when. That's where he started thinking like, oh shit, why is she doing drugs? Like she has kids. Like why is she, like why is she driving her baby in the front of her lap? Like with without without a or whatever. And she even stated. She stated. That that's what her dad used to do when they were kids. So it's just fucking weird that mm. her dad just doesn't understand. Like, would you bitch, say? Was like, he, do you think he was embarrassed that I, she actually was doing the things that he did because he knew maybe that it wasn't right? When but he why? Did it? Like, I don't, man, man, like, why, what, why? Like, I don't understand. Like, this is new to Rue, but we do not <laughs> answer questions like that because we are not. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I, I still. I, uh, I don't know, but there was, um, yeah, I don't know, like 13 years. And then what? I mean, well, since our topic a... today is abuse, we can just jump and say, like, how abusive that contract is. And, like, the fact that she's, like, prevented from having children. Like, you don't even get a choice in your own yeah. body when you made that money. You made that money doing you, your talents. And because you, excuse me, because you have a freak out moment. Whether it was warranted, which I, you know, it was like mental health is something we just don't take seriously in this country. And how we taken it and be like, you know what? She's clearly crying out for help. Let's get her some help. Not let's take everything from her and I own your money now because you decided to be stupid. It's like, dude, you're not even empathizing with the fact that your daughter like is and she's probably going through this because of him, like not even being there. You weren't there for her. But then the moment that she doesn't need you, you come in and swoop and take everything from her. So you could have been there prior to all of that. And I mean, I, I mean, I apply for like her strength for these 13 years because like, I think it almost feels like he was like just trying to reel 
or put in so much more like shit on and her. That's what so she that she said. That's why snap. she said I haven't been making music so because that, I'm not right. so that she could snap. So that way, she either overdoses or kills herself. And that's what they want to do. Exactly. To you. Oh, uh-huh. like not. Right. Not yeah. Other, but they want you to like for like because I know you drink say all the myself time you to have, death. Like you say, you have a little bit issues with the job sometimes. I drink. I and that's never, what I'm saying. They know that what they know what bothers you. Yeah. They do it. because They don't they, know I fucking drink behind the fucking screen. I don't think. I mean, I'm pretty sure they do as well. Have you seen the size of those emails? You do not send something along without sipping some water. Because <laughs> nothing else in your sanity would have told you that something this long was worth sending. So you clearly were feeling yourself and was like, you know what? I sound real good in this long ass email right now. Because otherwise, Sober Mind would have been like, this is really long. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you know, Justice for Britney, you know, I, I think it's still going on. And yeah. hopefully, hopefully the fucking, because it's the same judge from two years ago. That still like enabled this conservatorship. Okay, shit. the thing about the judges is judges just really read the law. They hear the cases, and ultimately what they hear is: is this good enough for me to change? Is this good enough to be a loophole in what this law says? That is what a judge is there for, basically, mm-hmm. to say: is your argument really worth this this law? So if this thing says right here, no abortion, blah blah blah, but then you have other people saying like, oh, I was raped or whatever, they technically should be able to allow to be having an abortion, but, right. you know, based off the law or whatever, you can't do it. So it's like, it's the way it's written. Everything is just like, how can I get around this? Yeah. So Caitlyn Jenner is clearly trying to become governor and get around this critical race theory. Uh, Don't understand why another white person thinks that critical race theory isn't important. Because once again, I'll say this. But you haven't heard a black person or like a person of color come out and be like, no, please don't teach uh, ethnic history. So what is it? Why does a white person think they can actually come out and be like, we don't need this? (laughs) Who are you to say? And the fact that she has like, what? All your kids dating black black men. (laughs) What is you talking about? Your your family constantly taking black dick. Bitch, (laughs) Caitlyn Jenner herself was fucking talking to some NBA player or some shit for a little bit. So it's like, what are you talking about? She's just mad that that black dick didn't want her. Once you go black, you can't go back, right? What? But what makes me disappointed <laughs> in Caitlyn Jenner is that it's like, bitch, one, you're already a fucking horrible representation for trans women. Then you come out and want to be another fucking ignorant white person. It's like, and you know the kind of white person you are, the ones that be racist and subtle about it. Mm. And it's annoying as shit because it's like, she could, be, she could take this chance to be progressive. I have no idea why any non... Like, every white person that comes out against critical race theory just proves to show why they need to take it. Right. If you don't understand why it's important and feel like people's history needs to be shunned because it could make you and your family's history come to light, they're just all scared because they know that if we really start teaching critical race theory, all these black families... Asian families, Native American, whatever, are going to start digging in their roots and finding out, oh my God, all these white institutions are built on my ancestors' blood. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, this whole, like, Walmart, the only reason you're so fucking huge is because you use slave wages from my family back in, oh wow, like, <laughs> and they don't want to have to pay reparations and be held accountable. It's all to prevent accountability. That's all it is. That, and also, like, they feel like maybe... We're like, going to do the same thing to them. Maybe capitalism would uh, collapse. It will, and ca- mm-hmm. capitalism is going to collapse because it's already collapsing into monopolism, which is why you have companies like Facebook continuously monopolizing the market and even being sued last year for becoming a monopoly. Like some, There are some uh, lawyers out there and stuff that are trying to go after them for monopolism and things like that because it's supposed to be capitalism. Everybody's supposed to have a shot and get their chance to be like, look, I sold a product too. Mm-hmm. But when you have people like Facebook constantly buying it up, that's what I'm saying. Like eBay, luckily, is still hanging in there, but it can't compete with Amazon. <laughs> it can't. Mm-hmm. Amazon has, and there's no other companies like Amazon really. And so that's when that's what I'm saying. You have to think about stuff like that, right? Like, and it's interesting because I, I recently watched like a boss with Tiffany Haddish and Rose Byrne, and like I love Rose Byrne. Ah, she's, she's so, so pretty. it's Rose Byrne, by the way. Oh, what yeah. that? remix. So, <laughs> and I love their story in the sense of like they started out in the garage. And, like, their makeup line was really just about, you know, yeah, apply makeup, but not to not to look Change. beautiful or whatever, but, like, to feel to just beautiful. enhance your beauty yeah. that you already have. And, like, the fact, you know, Salma Hayek's character was trying to monopolize, like, their, their company and make it into this, like, sexualized, like, whatever bullshit. But they ended up, like, 
I mean, obviously, you know, they ended up uh, winning. They they came up with like this new thing. Da da da. It was really cool, and I think like, and I think that's that's important in the sense of like when when we say buy local, support your local businesses, yeah. like you know because. They have also started in their garages or in their living room. Bitch, we started in our closet. We still here. <laughs> we kinda, moved out of the room. We moved into the room, but <laughs> we technically in the garage too. But I mean, supporting your local business simply just listen to their podcast. Yeah, share it. You know, like a picture on Instagram. I mean, um, if, even if you don't like, just support it. You know, like mm. if you just listen to an episode, cool. And like, you know, you don't like it. You don't like it. It's not like for it, everybody. Yeah. And then, oh Lord, what's the last one? Derek Chavin. Derek Chavin. I know you said you had some words on that one about the like. How... Twenty-two years. I just, it you know like you know if death was handled the same way as these racist murderers. Oh, like you're getting... dead, but you're gonna come back in six years. Right. I'd be fine. <laughs> First of all, killing someone no matter what they come well, back right. or not is fucked up. <laughs> And the fact that they can come back is even more fun because then it's like, well, I remember being killed. But it's just the fact that, like, you know, I don't know, maybe this this law, these people think that, oh, maybe 22 years will give him enough time to rethink and reflect. 22 years is enough time for him to still be young enough to do more stupid right. shit. He will be 50. I think he'll be, I think he was like, what is he? 36 or no he's i think he's in his 40s so uh-huh. still he'll be out before yeah. he's 70 which so, means if he works out every day in jail until he's 60 something he will be like super fit and healthy and just ready to go right back out and do what he needs to do and based off the way this world is he may very well come back to a society that's ready to accept him as president <laughs> lord but then we also think of jail as temporary like what if the infrastructure of this company of this country actually does fade and shut down or something like the zombie apocalypse does happen. This is all theoretical. Those prisoners in prison just get out. So yeah. how are you? Re- are they like? Sometimes they give these people these sentences in hopes that like things happen where these they they can't finish but, this but sentence. The, but the problem with the justice system is that like okay. Ugh. The problem with the justice it's, system is that it's not actually punishing those that need to be punished. Right. It's attacking innocent people. Like people who are murderers. Uh, yeah, you better stay in there because yeah. what you what you gonna do next? Murder some more, and instead of like. Having like uh, certain places like workshops or something like art therapy, like you know, maybe one, some of these people they don't deem those things important. It's fucking, and, but yeah, I know, but it's just like that's where the money should be going because like people need to understand, like, but that's when they say defund the police, that's yeah. what they mean. They want to put money, money, more like money you lose, into things that the benefit more, more the other more people. you label somebody who's innocent, <laughs> who's in jail, the more they're gonna think and shame and guilt themselves that they're a fucking and horrible person. And then they're going person. to become exactly what you want them right. to. And then that they they want you to become what they want because then they can justify treating you the way they've been treating instead you. of being like. What is the one thing you've always wanted to be, and then and then direct them to that so that they can be mentors and be happy and f- find fulfillment. But we only teach that fulfillment comes from money, which is not true. It's when like some people are truly happy when they get to just help somebody eat or like help somebody discover something about themselves or help a person like finish a project. Like <clears throat> those things can be just as fulfilling as money. Yeah, yeah. Like there's not one person you can be like if I gave you a million dollars right now. Would you do you not need it? Even a millionaire would would take it because it's like why not? So it's like I we always say oh if I just had a little bit more money oh, everybody's always gonna be saying that. But it's interesting that you bring up fulfillment because not everyone has good fulfillment. There's people out there who get fulfilled by slaving people away, mm. overworking them, being you know micromanaging. That to them is their fulfillment. But that's which their is fucked abuse. up mentality. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of abuse, we should take a break. Ugh. And we are actually going to dive into what that means. And it provide a little bit of personal experiences around this. I want someone to. Not someone. Never mind. Just All kidding. Right. <laughs> are you going to expose? You're so rude. Forgiveness without accountability is hard to achieve, especially when the abuser has died. And that's how we started. Mm. (laughs) Mm. That was a submission Mm. from somebody Mm. that listens to us. So 
Oh. I totally relate to that because I think last episode I we were talking it was Father's Day. Yes. And I and it's funny because I hung out with I didn't hang out with my mom yesterday. I was helping her with something. And she still has she still has like the funeral pictures of my like my dad and stuff. Mm. And you know, I was talking about like how he had all these flowers and I'm just like but no one held him accountable. You did say that. And it's like, this man was loved, but he was like psychotically abusive in all forms <laughs> of whatever. So it's interesting, you know, like I don't like I mean, I don't know. Even like posted about it the other day, I was like, do I still harbor resentment? Or is it only when like when the topic comes up or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. I'm lighting an incense to set the mood. <clears throat> but, but, yes, this segment is about abuse. Something we have both been through, personally. Yes. On both ends. So we know both sides of the table. Mm-hmm. And there's no shame. We're not here to judge, you know? We, you know, sometimes we don't under well, not understand, but, you know... We just don't realize that we also have harmed people in ways yes. that... I would say when I was on the more abusive side, I was abusive with my anxiety, apparently. So, like, I didn't know back then. I was actually still very new to understanding what anxiety was. And actually, mm. I think a friend for, like, actually, like, sitting me down and, like, really helped me grow through it. But, like, when I would first, like, come home from work and stuff, like, I would always, like, start an argument or something to just be like because like things were never like how I wanted it mm-hmm. and I'm just like oh like it's never clean here blah 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 and they're like you know that's abusive behavior right and ultimately like I said there was m- many factors that were included but ultimately yes it was I shouldn't go over, like people shouldn't be afraid to come home because they're scared of running into you yeah and that's abusive because then it makes a person not want to come home and then also, it's abuse, you know. So it's just like the pattern can repeat, and then when it can, when it builds too much, then mm-hmm. it's like you both can start abusing each other, and before long, you don't even realize it until it's like really bad. Yeah. And abuse can sneak up in so many different ways. So we're gonna talk about a few on this segment that a lot of people may not realize, and also sometimes you know just recognizing and coming through it. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, like. Well, okay, so let's start off with, like, our first experience with abuse, right? I think I've talked about it. We've talked about it both, maybe. I believe so. But not to the extent of a deep level. Uh, I mean, I've witnessed abuse, like, growing up with my dad. And it was was more so when it, it started more so when he started doing cocaine. But he also, he was also an alcoholic. But I learned, too, that his father abused him, and there's, like, a whole different story of, like, his parents were, like, a little neglectful. I don't fucking know. Like, I don't know. If my mother was our guest, she would tell you, because <laughs> she knows all the tea. Because, like, apparently, like, her, like, apparently her father-in-law would, like, talk to her about like how his marital problem with like his wife and like like and then like have like the sex talk shit like Mm. like how he's having issues with like having sex with his wife and my mom you know she was young she was in her 20s and she was just like this is really uncomfortable like i don't need to know that you're having sexual marital problems with your wife (laughs) like i don't know why you're trusting me that's always a sign of like okay this dude is like or this person's trying to like eventually do something because i feel like sometimes revealing that much information right. about a private situation mm-hmm. it's like they're providing that much detail on purpose to see just how much you're willing to tolerate before they try to take it to the next stage. yeah exactly it's like let me see how much i can tell them without them freaking out like like be like oh yeah my wife doesn't like when we do anal and see mm-hmm. how your reaction is be like oh right. what she doesn't do that and I feel like there's a there's a time and place and context for that because like you know not everyone wants to talk about like their sex lives obviously yeah but but yeah like for what almost eight uh, eight ten years I witnessed abuse 
it's a long time. So that's why that's why I understand like Britney's mm. you know, thirteen years of like being controlled and abused. And she says she just feels really alone and mm-hmm. abuse can make you feel that way. I know for myself, I think I can't really think about the earliest time I felt abuse, but when I started to notice my own self as an abuser-ish, mm-hmm. I won't say like, oh, I was out beating people. <laughs> but um, the earliest time I can think of abuse is the time I actually got into like a physical altercation with one of my first boyfriends. Mm-hmm. And I will say that I was I was wrong and I slapped him. Mm-hmm. I did start it. Um, but I, like I said, not like a but, but like to mm-hmm. justify anything. But... That night we got into an argument because we had already been going through issues about him being on the DL and like we up to that point where he was staying with me like off and on or whatever and like I had access to his phone and stuff and then like one night he comes home and like all of a sudden his password's changed and his girl keeps calling him and Mm -hmm. so I was really escalated. Did it make it right that I smacked him? Of course not. No, it didn't. He deserved it. No, I'm kidding. But I was just so... I was heated in the moment and I was just like, you know, this is really unfair. Like you're gaslighting me. Like, and I didn't know what gaslighting meant back then. Right. I didn't even know like all those terms. So I was just like, why am I so angry right now? I feel lied to. Like you're all of a sudden you're keeping secrets randomly. I know that you're like not out. So it was weird that a girl was calling. Cause you know, I'm like, great. Is he like cheating or like, am I? you know, it was just so much. It's tough. girl. And so, yes, like, yeah. it, got, it got physical. And like, that is the first time I can think of like physical, of, abuse. Of physical abuse. But like, I know that it more so stemmed from like my parents fighting as a child, maybe not always physical, but oh my God, like just seeing like how my mom would argue with my stepdad and like, it was just arguments are always around, so it yeah. almost seemed like to handle somebody not to to handle your person, your lover when they didn't like when you didn't like what they were doing, mm-hmm. was to remove them or mm-hmm. push them away or like be mean. Yeah. So it's like that's the only that's the only thing I know. I don't. I didn't. I realized I don't come from a healthy background where I saw two people have a problem and be and like, like sit let's down. sit down right. and talk about this. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was literally always yelling, somebody getting kicked out. Somebody being called an asshole, somebody like, you know, so it's just like, I think that is abuse that I didn't even register. Right. Yeah. And I trickled mean, into my own actions later. I mean, I think for me, like, there was always so much control, like, seeing my dad control my mom and on that aspect, like, she didn't work a lot. She was basically a housewife. But also, like, it really deterred from my dreams, because, and it's funny, because I was thinking about this today, and like, I, you know, as a kid, I wanted to be an actor. And so there's like this uh, place down like on 30 or 30 on 30 it's called katie studio i don't know if it's still there but it's like a like a school where you they teach you like your acting skills amazing and i remember going i remember going i was excited i had the application but then my dad was like no because he thought that my mother was going to cheat on him with the teachers there yeah what yeah and I think wow. that's I think that's that that was the first sort of like that in my thinking like oh I don't I don't deserve like to drink big or like whatever mm-hmm. and and then like it, and it wasn't even about you it was all about right. him and his fucking projection. so then like wow. growing up like you know once I started when I came out like you know uh I did have some control issues. Like, it was really controlling because even, like, growing up, seeing my mom going to the club every weekend, like, I didn't understand, like, she needed her me time. Because mm-hmm. in my head, I felt like, well, we're going to school Monday through Friday. We hardly see you. You're always working. We only get one day out of the week with you. And then, but then you spend all that other time going to the club, meeting guys and shit like that. And I think for me, whenever, like, I would, I would meet guys that were always, like, wanting to go to the club. And I was just like, ugh. You're like, now you're always at the club. And I also did have communication issues. But the first physical altercation was, like, five, six years ago with my first serious, like, boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember I remember that night. Or that night, we were, I mean, we were both drunk. But he was more drunk than I was. Mm-hmm. And I was standing in the way... And I should have just moved. And I don't know what happened. I remember him like slapping me. 
Mm. And from the, and then that point, I dissociated. He did not. He was not him. I ooh, chill. Yeah, I. I saw my dad grow, like really. Yeah, to the point where I I pushed him. He fell in the tub, and then we just got into it. Like, I I didn't see him as. Like that person, your lover, the or yeah. the person you were with at the yeah. time, you literally saw them. And, it's, like the and, it, and then after it ended, I felt so much guilt because as a child, I said I would never become my father. Mm. And at that moment, it just went from guilt to shame, and then it just the abuse just kept going and going, and it was just like back and forth. Now, I mean, now we're back together, which is kind of funny, but we've talked so much about it. You know, we've done so much damage in the sense of like, you know, he explained to me like I was really depressed at the time. I shouldn't have gone out with you. Like I shouldn't have, you know, put you through that. I don't know why. Like I, I guess maybe I'm such a maybe I'm a masochist. I don't know, but it, it, some people do change and some people really want to do better. And you know, I'm I'm happy now. We're happy now. Do we still argue in there? Yeah, yeah, I'm happier. You know, I love him more, but it's just like, it's weird because like, if it wasn't for like this era of like holding people accountable. It's because there's so many people, there's so many people afraid of being held accountable. It's seen as negative. Right. I think when people start to realize being held accountable is actually a good thing. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately, if you're afraid of being held accountable, you're afraid of being better. And if you're afraid of being better, that means you don't believe that you want to grow. And then, you know, you don't mm-hmm. really want to be around somebody that doesn't want to grow because yeah. that's all we ever do as creatures as we're alive. Right. And it's always like, it's like I said, like, the more, the more you label somebody, oh, you're an abuser. You're not even giving them the chance to grow or to even seek mm-hmm. help. Or when you say, hey, you're an abuser. Now you need to work on it. Yeah. And this is what, and even I had to hear those terms and be like, look, I, when I, like people be like, not people, but the biggest time when I had like my biggest debacle with physical abuse, unfortunately it was relationship wise or whatever, you know, we counseling was involved in, you know, other things, but they were even just like, yo, you know, like in some of the lessons I took, like you were the abuser too. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you know, these are some of the things that you did that were abusive and here's something. So it's like, I think whenever we try to be like, oh, I'm just a victim. Like, right. we are all guilty in some aspects. And I think when you're held accountable, like, hey, yesterday you said you're going to do the dishes. It's two days later. You didn't You didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not being a bitch for calling you out <laughs> for not doing dishes. I'm holding you accountable for what you said. Right. And whether you say, like, oh, yeah, I know I said I was going to do that. I just have been really tired. Then we can talk about that. Mm-hmm. But people are so scared from the, they're scared of the, hey, you said you were going to do that. And they're like, oh, well, I, I'm, I'm fucking busy. I'm, I'm fucking tired. I'm, I'm, it's just communicate. Right. Like, yes, I did say that, but things change. Then we can move forward and be happy and there ain't no issue. Yeah. But when there's an issue with you being scared to be being held accountable, you make it an issue when you get held accountable. Mm-hmm. And that's when it becomes an argument. And it's always difficult when, you know, when you ask the person, like, for example, like, you know, I had this little mark. I went to, the, I did the market thing this past weekend, and I was, I was hella tired. But after it was ended, I wanted to celebrate. And so, you know, my partner, boyfriend, like, I asked him, I was like, hey, do you want to go around the bar near your job and just kind of have a drink or two just to celebrate that we did it? You know, I did it, da da da. And you know, I was like, no, I'm tired. Part of me was just like, I, I, I think I was like maybe like a little upset because I was just like. I understand you worked a double, but like, I I also did a lot of shit today. I don't know, I, and I just have to. I also have to keep in mind that not everyone's strength is the same. Oh yeah, because even if I don't work, I'm still saying no. I'm not going. Like I could go another five hours and be okay as long as and I'm you have conscious to know that's enough. Just you, yeah, and that's something you can't expect anyone else to do or even try to think. And that I can't they're... get upset for if they say exactly. no, you know, like, and I know because that... that's a trait unique to you. Mm-hmm. That'd be like Cyclops getting upset that he can laser beam and Storm can't. <laughs> like you have to use your skills that you have for yourself mm-hmm. and utilize them together with the team. So yeah. okay, okay, good. You're the person who can do the extrovertedness to stand out there and do all that. Perfect. He can be the background dude or like a person who shows up later or helps you be the takedown, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sucks he missed it, but 
play to everyone's strengths so that everybody feels included. Because as soon as people start being held like, oh, well, you can't play. How come Tavon can stay in for eight hours and not feel a problem, but you can only sit down for one hour? Then you start comparing and the other person yeah. feels like, well, what the fuck is wrong with me? It's There's kinda, nothing wrong with you. Right? You are yourself. It's kind of like like when my mom, like she used to uh, compare my niece and my sister. It's like, mom, you can't do that. Yeah, they're two different people. My niece is probably a little smarter in this than my sister, and that's fine. <laughs> I hope your sister doesn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know, your cousin's just a little smarter than you, baby. You know, like, but she's and, still cute. And that's okay. Like, you know, like, and everyone doesn't know their strengths yet. But also, that reasoning could be, hey, she's a little smarter because her mom puts her in tutoring. Her mom spends a little bit more time with her with her schoolwork. Could be a multitude of Bitch, reasons. Don't she compare. She taught herself Korean. That was, oh, you think yeah, her, you that think, is so cute. You, you told think her, me that. You yeah. think her mother is sitting next to her and like being like, I don't know. Hey, baby, what you learned today? I, no, they have a really weird relationship. According to my mother, they're like a little strange, and I'm just like, every luck. family has a little strangeness. <laughs> but yeah, I think another another form of abuse that a lot of people don't recognize it can come from work. Ah. Uh. And you don't even realize how much that you care. Like, the like, oh, I don't want to clock in today. <laughs> You're not really not. Like, some people, it is just about doing a job. It could be very taxing on you. But I think, like, for you, like, for instance, for us, ours is mentally draining because of the way management is and, like, overbearingness. And, like, I guess, like, they like seeing, telling people the same thing every day. Are you more, like, are you a person that you like being told what to do? Versus, like, you just doing it without being, like, I would covered. rather do it and then they'd be like, hey, you did this part or just do this. I don't ever like being told what to do. Because that's, like, that's what this job feels like. It's very task. It's very, like, don't forget to send this email. Don't but forget to But that's why da, I don't da, da, da. Like, respond to them or, like, because at the end of the day, as long as you do your job, who cares what they have to say? Because at the end of the day, they're just telling you what to do. So I did it. So I don't have to respond to them about it and I don't have to see them tell me to do it because guess yeah. what? I'm going to do it. Because the issue for me is like, why is no one on the same page? And I've, I've said this before. I'm like, if we have to follow the protocols, why isn't the tech following A the quick protocols? prime example would be like my mom. When I was younger, I was the, I'm the oldest of six. When I was younger, they she like the younger ones they didn't know how to wash dishes mm. so instead of teaching them she just had me do it ah. oh go wash the dishes they'll i'll show them another day it was always on me because i could do it i could get it done and i did right and i'm your son i can't say no you're the parent so the job is doing the same thing instead of enforcing the rules across the board for every employee to meet a certain standard they put more on you because you're actually good at it mm. or because you do something well. So it's like the older child thing. Like instead uh, of getting the other ones up to par, right. put everything on you because you make up the slack for the other ones. Like that one person that was scared to confront his fucking lead. <laughs> I think some people have the job confused at the end. Like I said, ultimately we're not talking about our job, but the overall corporate yeah. abuse and job abuse in general. The fact that jobs can ask you to keep on doing more and more and more and more work without ever really paying you. Mm -hmm. Also find out that raises aren't mandatory. Like a job can keep you on for seven years and give you a 10 cent rates and like that's within their rights. Uh -huh. Jeff Bezos can continuously ask, you know, give minimum wage or pay barely above minimum wage. Meanwhile, oh, and we're ask, paying for his trip to space. And ask the restaurant to like not tax his fucking like dinner. See, this is why I wear my heart in my ear, girl. Cause... <laughs> this is why I don't even have, this is why I remove my heart because it's stupid. <laughs> But it's stuff like that that leads to abuse because then you make all these people feel like they're not worth mm -hmm. it. You got these people being like, oh, I'm nothing because I work at Amazon or whatever. And it's like, no, like this person is able to abuse you because the way the laws are set up. So it's literally like you're under a conservatorship, but under America. Right. You're under, you can work, but only for so much. And then you, if you want more, you have to go get another job. But again, you have to be good enough, worthy, and you have to have experience. Oh, and you might need an education too. <laughs> oh, but you can't even afford an education. So go be an under table worker so the restaurant can get raided on purpose. So you can go and get, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, it's always set up against you until we start attack, until we start holding these people accountable. Right. Accountability is one of the biggest things. And like that person who put the quote you started the second segment off with, accountability, it's hard to get closure or whatever you said from a person who's gone. Mm -hmm. The same thing can be said. It's like, how can we ever move forward if these people refuse to be held accountable? Jeff Bezos is so rich, you can't hold him accountable. Mm -hmm. We over here arguing with him about shit. He's going to space. <laughs> Where's the problem? The problem is that like he has this option to just be like, oh, fuck it. 
Why is he going to space? What is he going to do there? What, what, what's the He's point? He's going to probably build a factory out there on Mars. Girl. So they can have more worker bees. They're gonna put more. They're gonna take all the water from Earth. But these are just... all the ways that abuse become normalized. So then you think you're stressed because of something, and you going home because you stressed at work. Your boss has been berating you all day. Then you go home to a partner that doesn't really care for you, or you don't really care for that person, or there's a disconnect between both of you. Mm-hmm. And so instead of y'all realizing you need to talk about something, you both have like so it's like you're angry all the time. Yeah. And y'all and people don't even realize and it. And then it, and then what happens is that you start projecting it either to your friends or family or partner. And that's where the abuse comes in. That's mm-hmm. what you were saying, like with your mom and stuff. You felt like, but then like you said, now you understand she needed her time to herself. Yeah. But back then you're like, man, she only sees us once a week. Why? <laughs> but you didn't realize every other thing that she was yeah. going through that was like, look, if I stay around these kids, I might kill them. Oh, yeah. oh girl. But I think in my yeah. head, you know, since I'm always like thinking a little bit ahead, in my head when I was a kid, I always thought like, fuck, I lost my train of thought. What were you talking about? <laughs> Mothers. No, I'm playing. Um, about like her needing like the time yeah. oh like i didn't i also like you know when you grow up with like single parents like you know it's 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 hard to 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 let your parent know like your needs like hey mom like i feel neglected by you child i never knew how to express no motherfucking boundaries <laughs> like that until i had no seriously until i was like 20 something it was not normal in our childhood to just be like i don't want to do this like you didn't have a fucking choice we're going to church. We're going here. Like, there were so many times. I think later my mom started giving us a choice. I really want to say later, like, really late. She'd be like, Do you, like, we're going to church. Do you want to go? And I think we finally started having a choice. And I definitely always said no. But only because it had been forced on me for so long that, like, I didn't want to find out what was there that I liked because I'm like, fuck that place. Fuck <laughs> God. No, I'm kidding. And, it's, and I, never, I never felt that. I'm just like, I always just thought church was like a sham. Like even the people that my mom like would go to for help back then and stuff, they weren't really helping. Like even looking back, I'm just like some of those guys were only helping because like they wanted sex or like I think they were and, just escaping. Yeah. They were just using that as like an escape. Like it's like going to a bar but without but with Jesus there. <laughs> I mean I would hang out with Jesus. Can you turn this water to wine so I don't have to pay? <laughs> Please turn this one to wine too. No. Just two more. He would do it. I kind of wanted to draw something like that about Jesus as well and like actually put gays and like other people that are shunned around him. Because I feel like the day and age that we live in now, Jesus would be more on black people's side, gay people's side, trans people's side. Like, because I feel like that's where real religion is. And I think that the people who really do practice religion and stuff, they know that. And I think it's interesting that, you know, people who are religious or what have you, they don't realize like the harsh abuse that Jesus went through, and I think, and I'm like, because they're just reading do, about like, it. Do y'all not think about that? Like, no. why? Like, why? Why? Like, think of everything is so romanticized that they probably <laughs> thought the nails were made of plastic. Oh my god! At this point, it wasn't real blood; it was strawberry wine. <laughs> he didn't bleed on the cross. What are you talking about? It was all <laughs> planned, fake. He rose three days later. Come on. He, was, he had a hangover. <laughs> right, that was all it was. He, y'all thought he was dead, but he was just drunk. <laughs> y'all don't know people could pass out from blood loss? Come on now, it's only 1440. <laughs> oh my God. Whenever that shit happened. But no, that was pretty much, that's it on this episode, I guess. I mean, yeah. just recognize the patterns of abuse. And honestly, just I would just say be it's hard to be as aware it is to see like, like, damn, I feel like shit today. And it's like, oh, wait. Mm-hmm. I'm about to go to this job where they tell me I need to do something when I know what to do it already because I've been here for four <laughs> years. Oh, great. I'm about to go home and deal with this dude that just can't stop drinking. Oh, great. I'm about to go home to this girl that just always has a problem with me for some strange reason. She just can't be happy. You know, I'm going home to these kids that just, like, you know, or like, oh, I'm going home to my parents that just beat me all the time whenever <laughs> I fail a class. Like, well, okay. Can't so, think straight. Right. Well, I don't ever think straight. But, um, <laughs> I do. I do want to bring something up that that happened uh, like what last week, um, and it involved. I I was getting fed up by this one technician who usually does stats and goes five to eight hours without sending them. Which I understand, like you're busy, you're driving, or you're with patient, but it's just like why you continue to do this every fucking day almost, right? Maybe or whatever days work. And I had jokingly said to, um, our supervisor or whatever. Like, you know, sometimes, oh, because I had commented, like, 
that this tech never answered. <laughs> and you're not supposed to do that, apparently. Mm-hmm. But I know that. I was just being petty. <laughs> and she was just like, oh, you know, make sure, da da da, because HR reviews this, da da da. And they don't. And, and then she was, I was just like, well, sometimes you just gotta be mean to some people. Because I feel like that's the only way they get it. It's like, no matter how nice you, nicely you put it or how whatever. And it's just like... It's more so holding them accountable because when, yeah. they, when you hold them accountable and say tech never answers, now that tech has to answer to their manager about why they don't answer, yeah. that's what they don't want. Because then it's like, don't call me out. Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, call me out because at the end of the day, you know you need to be answering the phone. Like It's a fear of accountability and I think it's just really embedded in our culture. And you see it every day, especially with those racist whites talking about no critical race theory and like how teaching it will make radicalized youth and ethnic people. It's nothing like that. It's called educating people so that we can prevent that Mm -hmm. from happening. Mm -hmm. You know, the more we keep trying not to tell people, it's like, do people not watch movies? I don't understand. It's so simple. (laughs) Don't you see it like every trope? The more you try to withhold information, the more shit comes out. Just be honest. That's why I try to pride myself on just being honest. Like, I had a friend who tried to lie about stuff all the time. And truth would just come to me for no reason. And I'm like, oh, my God, what? What? Why? Like, just <laughs> stop. Like, be as honest as you can. Yeah. Like, And don't be afraid of accountability. Yes, yeah, sucks. Like, but it's, know, it's little best bitch. for you. Question. It's best for you. Question, though. And then we'll leave it at that. Okay. What will you do in a situation where you see a friend in an abusive situation would you put yourself in a situation or would you talk to them privately or like it's a very hard like it's a hard thing because at the end of the day it's up to that person right. to make the, unless you like see them getting like punched through a window but like Jeez. if you just like recognize like you see a friend or something you notice that they steadily steadily have more and more bruises or something right you know just start asking questions oh my god where'd that bruise come from you know mm-hmm. and just be like oh how'd you fall like probe you know, and if you truly do feel like there is some danger in that situation, just be more vigilant as a friend, you know, and be like, and if you're really close to the person, be like, look, do we need to talk? Like, you know, I like I noticed that you don't ever bring your partner around. Like, is there a reason? Like, you know, start start calling. And if you feel like you're that close to that person, be like, yo, what's up? You yeah. know, you haven't answered like. And I feel like I lost some friends because of in my abusive relationship back then. I felt mm-hmm. like it was too intense. For some people to deal with. Right. You know, you don't want to... That makes sense. You don't want to keep getting phone calls at 3 a.m. And your friend telling you they're in the hospital. You know, like, imagine how much pressure that puts on them. to be like, oh, my God, my friend almost got killed. Or, you know, like... So, it's like... I think about it and, like, it taxes more than just you. It taxes more than just your partner. It taxes those around you. Because then there's people who are concerned that notice your changes. And I had a friend, unfortunately, who I think did not... She's not dead or anything. But, like, I had a really great friend. Oh, my God, we had so much fun at work. We would laugh all the time, like, Mm -hmm. just, like, everything was always amazing until her boyfriend came around. As soon as he was around, she stopped talking to me. Mm -hmm. She wouldn't text me back. She wouldn't call me. And she even told me, she's like, yeah, he's a little possessive. And Mm -hmm. she's like, he doesn't like you because me and you have such a great time. And she's like, he feels like you're not actually gay. And I'm like, I've gotten that so many times. It's so weird. It is weird. And I'm like, like, I'm sorry that I get along with your friend. Like, like, even my friend's dad barred me from coming over because he's like, at the end of the day, you're you're a guy and you might try to fuck my daughter. And I'm like, I respect your wishes, but sir, I don't want none of that fishy stuff. (laughs) Um, But it's just like, it's stuff like that that's just like, there's this weird, like, like I said, I felt like she had a situation like it was a little bit abusive. She came to work one day and she had a bruised arm and something. Jesus. And she was like, yeah, we got into a fight. And I'm huh. like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, she's like, yeah, it's okay. He gets jealous sometimes. And I'm just like, it's not okay. And ultimately she no. ended up staying with him. I, tra- you know, I, I tried to be a friend to her right. and everything, but ultimately she stopped talking to me mm-hmm. and she was just like, I can't be friends with you, you know? And she didn't say that. She just stopped talking to me. And I understand. And you know, she lived her life. But that was the most recent, like, closely situation I can think of, of, like, a person in their shoes, like, how can you help? Only thing you can really do is be yourself. Mm. You know, keep laughing, keep smiling, show them, like, hey, this authenticity is worth it. Right. You know, leaving that person is worth it. You know, leaving that job is worth it because you're, it's killing you. And mm-hmm. you, I think we only have, we feel like, because it's not 
physically attacking you that you're not in danger Killing but if your job makes you literally fucking mentally exhausted before you start or stresses you out yeah. like, these are all <laughs> things that must be considered about your health because cancer doesn't just pop up it pops up it's not, it didn't say hey i'm cancer and i'm entering your body <laughs> the next thing you is just like, find out yeah because the next it's like, gonna it's be like yeah the next thing's gonna be like you stress out too much you're gonna get cancer but yeah just wanted to give us you know give an awareness to that Bring out some sides about abuse, what to look for, how to get through it. Stay smiling, stay shiny, stay golden, stay cute. <laughs> and, and don't um, forget, stay nude. And be rude. Yeah, because it's actually way. nice. Yeah, <laughs> Be rude. Hold them motherfuckers accountable. But uh, we'll be posting some uh, some hotline links for you guys uh, if, you've been, if you're going through abuse or if you know somebody or, or you just want more information, you know, kind of talk to somebody or if you just need to talk... Yeah, just talk to somebody. Uh, we'll be posting them on, on our Instagram uh, page. And with that being said, these little sparkling blobs are out. Spaceship is running. Who start the game? We just want to say thank you so much and that we love you for listening this long. We hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as we did. Uh, Jim, you want to tell them how they can follow us if they want to support and stuff? Of course. You can follow us on Instagram at Nude and Root Podcast. And you can also follow us on our personal Instas. And those are linked on the Insta to the podcast anyway. Yes. Perfect. And if you want to listen, listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and any other podcast platforms. And once again, we love you and we thank you. Let us know how we're nuding. And we'll just say it at this point. Bye, Bye, nudies. nudies.